uh, here at AFA. And uh, for many of you guys, many, many of you guys, we're, we're, we're friends, we're familiar faces. Uh, you guys know that I'm the youth pastor here at AFA, and I'm just really, really excited about that. Um, as a matter of fact, I was telling the youth this on Wednesday, uh, that my year, AFA birthday, is coming up very, very soon. Uh, I will have been here for one year, May 25th. <laughs> and uh, I got to say, um, many of y'all ask me, like, uh, you know, do you like it here in Aberdeen? Do you like it here at AFA? And I, I want you to know, I don't just say it to, like, you know, make you feel better, but I truly, truly love it here very, very much. You guys are awesome. Um, you guys have just been uh, such a blessing in my life. So many, each of you guys in different ways. I've had many interactions with many of you guys. And man, you guys are just awesome. I truly, truly love being here. It's, it is my pleasure. Um, so that's coming up, and that's exciting. Um, and it was funny. Um, we were talking a little bit about, uh, you know, what are some things, you know, just to say, you know, just before we get started here, as I was talking with Pastor Ben about this. Um, if you don't know, Pastor Ben is currently on vacation with his family. He's spending, having a great time in Rapid City with, they're seeing all the sites, Mount Rushmore. Um, I got to go see it a few months back. It's a lot smaller than I thought it'd be. <laughs> it, it's a lot smaller than I thought it would be. The pictures make it look so big. Uh, and it's big. It's just, it's not as big. <laughs> so... Uh, so they're having a great time there. Um, so uh, make sure you know, uh, make sure when you, when you see them, you just give them a nice handshake, hello. Just uh, we're happy to have them back when we see them. Um, so we were talking about what I could say up here, and uh, it was it was funny. I really was like, I don't know. I could talk about this, talk about this, and he's like, Well, why don't you talk about Wednesday nights? You know what you do in the youth ministry? And I go, Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I didn't think about it, um, even though I'm youth pastor here, um, and. Truly, uh, I just want to say, like, Wednesday nights have been awesome. Uh, we're, thank you, Tim, for, like, always, like, always repping Unshaken Youth here. I, I love it. Um, God has been really doing something in our youth. And, man, uh, there's so much I could talk about. But one thing I wanted to share with you guys this morning um, is just the other day, we had, a, we had an individual who, um, who's been coming to the youth group for a few months with, with some friends. And um, they were kind of the quiet type, you know, and uh, I tried to connect with them. And it was, it was good and all. Um, but I don't think I really realized that they'd never been to church before. Uh, not only that, they never even heard the name of Jesus prior to me speaking it. Um, and so often in America, you know, we, we don't get, we're not used to that kind of idea. But anyways, um, and it was so, so amazing. I had the wonderful privilege to lead this individual to Jesus the other night. And we have a new uh, member of the family of God with us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I want you to, that's just one example, but man, so many students are rededicating their lives to Jesus. So many are uh, getting their hearts right before God, getting, experiencing healing. Uh, it's just, it's powerful, guys. Um, if you want to learn a little more what's going on in the youth group, yo, come talk to me. It's going to be great. Uh, talk, to, talk to a youth leader. Um, it has been absolutely amazing. Uh, and with that, I also got to give a big thank you to the unshaken youth in the room. Uh, guys, they've been doing amazing for Speed the Light this year. They have been, they have been working hard with different um, fundraisers, and to, they've also just been giving a lot. Guys, this, this year, from what I can understand the records, uh, they have been giving more than they've ever given to Speed the Light. And truly, it's been showing in their hearts and in their treasure where they, where they give it. And we are at about $4,500 raised to Speed the Light this year. That is just absolutely amazing. And... 
if you guys don't realize, that goes all to Project Rescue, right? Um, and just it's just what a wonderful cause. And if you want to learn a little more about Project Rescue, you can see me after service. We'll, I can be happy to talk with you a little bit about that. Uh, so today, we're, uh, we're going to be continuing our uh, question and answers series. Pastor Ben uh, wanted to give me the hard question today. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, truly, I am very, very excited to continue this series. Um, so really, just as you can see, it's about real questions with biblical answers. So these are questions that you guys have submitted. And I got to say, we're looking through these questions, and I'm just like, these are not easy. <laughs> these are tough. You know, um, you guys have some really good questions. All ages, all ages. You guys have some wonderful questions. And so um, today we're going to be talking about one main question, and then a few days ago someone submitted another question that really fell in the same category. I'll kind of explain that for you guys in a minute here. But basically... We're going to look at the two questions that were submitted that we're going to be trying to be answering today. So if you want to throw those up there, the first one that we will be addressing, again, they kind of go together. An individual submitted this question. Uh, there was a paragraph, and I took a portion to take the individual's meaning. Basically what it said is it says, why do I always hear of people getting set free from mental illness when they come to Christ, and I who have been a Christian for some time, still end up suffering with mental health. That's a tough one. That's a really tough one. I feel like I need to say this before I keep going. If you're in this room, and you know the stats are like, you know, it's like one in three or four, I forget, that struggle with mental health. If you're in this room, you're struggling with mental health, man, my heart goes out to you. I get it. It's hard. And then the next question, which I feel like was in the same heart, we'll, I'll explain a little bit why, says, how do we get past the disappointment of unanswered prayers? Specifically in the area of praying for healing. These are hard questions. You know, we're a Pentecost church. We believe in healing. We believe in these things. And really what both of these questions are talking about is they're both saying, so what happens when we don't get healed? Lord God, I pray today as we dive into the words, we dive into uh, and trying to answer these questions, Lord, I pray, God, that to every individual who's struggling with these same questions, whether they submitted it or they've been wondering this in their heart, Lord, I just pray that you, uh, you speak to them, God. And I pray that your words are the words that are preached today, that they're not my words, Father, but that I can direct these individuals to Scripture. Lord, and that you can show them what your truth is for them in your comfort. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So in light of those previous questions, I've titled today's sermon, When Healing doesn't come. This is a tough topic. I think that both of these questions that were brought up before, they can really be condensed into one question, 
that I think many, 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 many of us have dealt with before. And that question is, why does healing not always happen? Now, I recognize I'm saying not always, okay? But why does it not always happen? Why does divine healing not always happen? I'm sure so many of y'all in the room have wondered that at one point. I have. As a matter of fact, this question hits me very personally, actually. Because growing up, I dealt with a lot of strong beliefs in my household that basically painted divine healing as, well, if you just have enough faith, it'll happen. Oh, well, you know, if, if it didn't happen, if you weren't healed, well, you're just not a good Christian. I've been told that before. I've had my parents tell that to other individuals before. And it never sat right with me. Now, some of y'all are wondering, it's like, okay, well, there are some scriptures that do talk about, you know, it was your faith that healed you, okay? I'm not dismissing the power of faith, guys. Please don't misunderstand. But sometimes, there's an individual who's dealing with healing. They asked for healing, and it didn't happen. Man, they had so much faith. They really believed. When I asked my parents uh, these questions, I, again, I asked them the same questions in high school. I remember um, they, they kind of just gave me a ton of excuses and reasons, uh, and it, I, it didn't make sense at all to me. It was not a satisfying answer at all. And what I, what I kind of just sat on is I was like, well, you know, I guess I'll just ignore this, you know? Um, you know, because yeah, my parents would accuse me like, okay, well, you know, you're just being a bad Christian if you're not believing in healing. So I didn't want to be a bad Christian, so I was just like, okay, this doesn't make sense to me. I'm just going to keep going. Whatever, we'll, sounds good. We'll deal with this some other time. But eventually that and many other things caught up to me because um, things got kind of dicey for me in college. And uh, by the way, I, just for clarification, I went, to a, I went to a Christian Bible college. I went to Sagu, right? And, and in Sagu, I, I really was dealing with questioning my faith quite a bit. There's a certain moment that happened. There's a whole story with that. If you want to hear more about that, I'd love to share with you. But basically, there's a whole moment where I was really, really, really struggling with my faith. And there was a lot of key questions I, I wanted answered, but there was one specific question that came to my mind, which is the question of today. Why does healing not always happen? Right? So I would find that there were like really, really good Christians who loved the Lord so much, right? And then they didn't get healed. And I, I, I knew these people. Like, no, no, they, they love the Lord so much. They have so much healing. They really believe in this. And they're not getting healed. Why? Do I even believe in divine healing anymore? Do I believe God can heal? Maybe some of you have wondered the same thing. Do I even still believe in it anymore? I also knew there were some uh, people I, who were dear to me that would, were dealing with mental health issues, 
and they would pray, and they'd pray, and they'd pray, like, God, deliver me, God, deliver me, God, deliver me. And um, as far as I know, they're still not healed. That's hard. This is tough stuff. And what's also hard about this for me is I've actually seen so many people healed. I've seen quite a few people divinely healed by the Lord. So it's like, well, God, why are you doing it here, but you're not doing it here? I I don't get it. Why does healing not always happen? This is a tough question I remembered. I had to, uh, I remembered asking my theology professor one day after class. Um, he, he was so kind. He, he sat down with me after class. Uh, and he spent like a little over an hour just talking with me, helping me understand a few things. He was helping me a lot in that time when I was really doubting my faith. Um, Got to give a shout out to him. He, I don't know if he'll ever watch this, but Dr. Rosedahl, you're awesome. Um, and... Uh, it was, it was just a really good conversation. There's a few things he and I talked about that I, I, my goal today is to talk a little bit about what he and I talked about, okay? We're going to take a look at Scripture. What does Scripture say on this subject? Uh, but first and foremost, before we kind of answer that question, I, I want to answer something more important. I want to clarify something for this, this audience. And I think you guys are aware I think you guys are aware that, that I 100% believe in divine healing. But let's just, let's just state it. Let's just let's lay the foundation. Divine healing is still 100% for today. It is. I know some of us are struggling with that. I, I know, I get it. I get it. But I'm telling you, divine healing is still today for today. It did not die with the apostles, okay? I know there, there are certain uh, churches that teach that. I understand where that comes from. Um, I'd love to have a conversation with you. I really would. But I want you guys to understand that divine healing is not stopped. We read in Isaiah 53, verses 4 through 5. I'm sure you guys are aware of this passage. It says, Surely he took up our pain, and he bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Praise God. And Matthew, as well, points back to this passage. In Matthew 8, verse 17, uh, often we overlook this, and I think it's super key in this conversation. So Matthew is speaking in his gospel, Matthew 8, chapter 17. He says, this was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. Now, there's something I want you guys to catch in these two references that my professor showed me a while back. So what was kind of going on in the, in the early church, and as it goes on today as well, is there were many in the church who would read Isaiah 53, 4 through 5, and would say, well, you know, that's referring to just a spiritual healing, right? So when, we're, when we give our lives to Jesus, you know, uh, he heals us from the inside out. But, you know, that doesn't really apply to our physical healings. People were still saying that in the early church. And as a matter of fact, there was um, actually a, a translation issue that was in Septuagint that what happened is the, the Greek words that were translated 
for infirmity, uh, for iniquities and, and for transgressions, uh, sorry, where is it? Um, by his wounds were healed. The Greek words that were translated there, uh, they could still totally mean diseases, but the problem was that people were saying, well, it doesn't necessarily mean that in this scenario. And so Matthew, when he wrote his gospel, he very intentionally actually used different words as he's referencing what everyone was aware of in that scripture. Now, in English, he said infirmities and diseases. Now, we can get into the Greek of some other time. I'm not a pro in that. Pastor Marco's very good at, at Greek. But what I need you guys to see from that is Matthew very intentionally says, hey, by the way, Jesus took our diseases, right? That means a physical disease. It doesn't just mean spiritual. And it does. Okay, I'm not dismissing that. I'm just saying he was very intentional with that. And this includes mental health. So we know that in the atonement, healing is provided for. Okay, so we established that. I want to also say, I've, I've seen a few divine healings in my life, like I said earlier. Um, I wanted to share um, something that actually happened last week um, that was just absolutely amazing, brought me to tears. Um, I, I don't want to share names for just some privacy's sake. Um, but there's an individual who's who's very close to me. Um, and basically, they were going through um, some health problems, um, pretty serious stuff. Um, they, they've actually been dealing with health problems uh, since they were born, didn't realize it for a long time. Um, and you guys will notice I'm going to be a little vague here, just for some privacy reasons. Um, and the point is, they were dealing with this stuff for so long, and... With modern medicine and modern science, they were able to be okay and able to like sustain through this, um, we'll just call it illness, that's not 100% correct, but through this illness. And that's amazing, and I'm all for, by the way, I'm all for scientists and doctors, that's amazing. But recently, this individual, about two to three weeks ago, um, this condition seriously escalated, and um, out of nowhere, they had to leave work um, and this, this person's a, a teacher, okay? Uh, suddenly, they had to just leave work out of nowhere uh, because th they're having a serious problem and they have to go to the ER. Um, this happened, I believe, like twice or thrice. Um, I, I mean, this was some major stuff out of nowhere. Suddenly, the condition was just much worse. And anyways, what happened was, um, basically... We've got to summarize a couple things. Basically, her, her uh, doctor said, yeah, this ain't good, right? Her doctor's like, yeah, this, this, is, this is not good. You're going to need to have surgery, okay? And it's like, this was, this was hard on this individual. This was really hard. And so they were realizing, okay, I'm going to have to go through something major. This surgery is not very necessarily successful. I, I don't know how this is going to go. God, I need you. Uh, by the way, for context, I'm not even sure if this person believes in divine healing. Okay? And anyways, what happened from there, um, i got to summarize a few things. She's trying to go, she goes to the doctor later, and they're scheduling um, 
they're scheduling the uh, surgery that was going to take place. And the doctor's like, hey, some crazy things have been happening here the last week. And, you know, I just feel like we need to just look again. We, we just need to look again. So I believe they took an x-ray. And sure enough, what was the problem? 100% gone. 100% gone. This just happened last week, guys. Praise the Lord. This individual was crying on the phone with me. It's like, Sterling, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know this, that, that this could happen. I, I thought I was going to have to get surgery. And I said, glory to God. Amen. I think this is the first time this person started thinking about divine healing in a long time. So God still heals today, but let's kind of get back to that main question, right? Because the main question is, why does healing not always happen? Because that's what we're here for today. So contrary to a popular belief, healing didn't always happen in the New Testament. I'm going to say that one again. Healing did not always happen in the New Testament. We often believe that um, because we always hear about all these healings, but there are some distinct places where actually they weren't healed. We're going to look at two of probably some of the greatest Christians of all time. No one would ever debate their faith, ever. One of them wrote a good bit of the New Testament. If you figured out who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Paul. I don't think anyone in this room is wise enough to say, yeah, you know, Paul, uh, he wasn't that, he didn't have enough faith. I don't think we'd say that in this room. But what did Paul deal with? Well, we know he dealt with the thorn in his side. What was that? We're not fully sure. We're going to read together what that says. It's in 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 9. It says, so this is Paul speaking. He says, Therefore, in order to keep me from being conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. I mean, he says that so casually. <laughs> Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. Hang on, don't miss that, guys. He asked the Lord three times. Okay? We're not debating his faith. We're not debating. He's asking God, like, please, take this from me. But he, the Lord, said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. All right, so I know in the room, some who are dealing with the sicknesses, maybe you're, you're dealing with it personally. You're sitting here and you're like, okay, that's great and all. But like, what was that thorn in the flesh? Okay, like, what was that? Um, I don't have an answer for you on that. Scholars debate it. Or it's like, okay, well, well, that's great and all, but maybe he was healed later or something. Um, as far as we know, that was, Paul was never healed later, right? So maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you're just sitting here, and you, want, you want a super practical example. And I, and I get it. I was the same way. When I was dealing with this question, I was like, well, I don't know, maybe, I guess. But I wanted another example. So what's interesting is another example is actually Paul's mentee. 
Timothy. We, we can really miss over this in Scripture if we, if we don't, if we just read casually through it. But Timothy had some major stomach issues. We read in 1 Timothy 5.23. So again, Paul's talking to Timothy now. He's giving him some advice, some encouragement, etc. And he says, stop drinking only water and use a little wine because of your stomach and your frequent illnesses. Okay, now, we're not going to get into the debate of alcohol today, okay? That's not what we're here to do, okay? But I will just simply state that when it came to this time in this place, uh, you know, first of all, they don't really have modern medicine, okay? And we don't know exactly what Timothy was dealing with. It just says some stomach issues and frequent illnesses. But a modern doctor would tell you most likely he's dealing with like stomach ulcers and other various diseases. Maybe he has an autoimmune disease. It's not fully clear. And, um, you know, you're dealing, he's, he's dealing with that. He has frequent illnesses, right? And what does Paul say? He says, hey, drink a little wine. Now, let's bring that into the today. Basically, Paul's saying, hey, just take a little medicine. Because it, it, that was like, that was the, the form of medication back then, right? That actually, it was found to actually help for stomach ulcers and things. So Paul's saying, hey, you're dealing with a lot of sickness. You're dealing with a lot of things. Hey, just take a little medication every day. And some of us in, in the Pentecostal church, we sit here and we're like, oh my gosh, did he just say, take medicine? He didn't like pray for him on it? No, he, he didn't. Remember, this is Paul who would like heal people, right? Paul would, there's no debate, he, he healed people. Lord blessed him in that. He himself didn't receive healing when the thorn in the side. And yet his, and his mentee, Timothy, was dealing with stuff. And he's like, yeah, hey man, just take some medicine. Sorry you're going through that. Healing didn't always happen in the New Testament. Healing didn't always happen. So I like, I like how the Assemblies of God officially states the doctrine of divine healing. I, I think that the way they word it is um, a very accurate interpretation of Scripture, as we just kind of saw. It says uh, in their position papers, that divine healing is provided for, but not guaranteed in the atonement. Now, don't miss that. So, healing is for you, but it's not guaranteed. Now, this is awesome when we can have healing. Praise the Lord. I talked about the healing the other week. I mean, awesome, awesome. But I want you guys to know I don't sit, I don't like stand here today just like, oh yeah, you guys just, you know, healing doesn't always happen. Good luck. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, I, I stand before you today and um, I was talking with Kirsten, my fiance, right? And I was talking and, and she was like, no, I want you to share this. I said, okay. See, Kirsten deals with a pretty serious autoimmune disease, one that has taking her to the hospital a few times, taking her to doctors. Man, she's been praying like crazy for the Lord to take this from her. 
right? Oh, she 100% believes in divine healing. Oh, she has the faith. I pray for her as well. And yet she still deals with the autoimmune disease. And I want you also to know, uh, not only that, you know, in, in that situation, I mean, she has so many in her life who are praying for her, and she still deals with this. And it begs the question, so why has she not received healing? I mean, everyone's praying. She has faith. Others have faith. You know, we know God can heal. Why? Why, why hasn't she received the healing? I don't really have the perfect answer for you guys today. But I do have an answer that I think scripture teaches us. See, we don't always know God's ultimate purpose. I know that's hard to hear. I, I know. There's so many in the room that, you know, you guys are, you guys are planners. You want to know. You want to know what God's doing. I get it. But sometimes we just don't know. Right? There's a few parts of scripture we're going to reference. Um, now, for the sake of time, we're not going to we're not going to just like read through them. We're just, I'm going to have the references on the screen if you want to take a look at them. Um, but like, consider the man who was born blind. right? This is in John chapter 9, verses 1 through 12. right? See, you remember the disciples asked Jesus, said, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, was he, or that he was born blind? And what did Jesus say? Neither, yeah. He said, neither. He didn't sin. His parents didn't sin. Okay, well then why is he dealing with this? Why is he blind? Right? He didn't know. He did nothing wrong. What does Jesus say? He says, but this happened that the works of God might be displayed in him. And you know, sometimes we read that and we're like, oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. So he got healed. Well, yeah, but like, this guy, for how many years? He's blind. He was born blind. Maybe he was 20, maybe he was 30 years old at this time, right? Imagine how many times he prayed for healing. Imagine how many times he had people in his life who were like, hey, we're just praying for you. We're asking God to do something in your life, asking God to heal you. But he wasn't healed. Not until Jesus came by. That, I mean, guys, that, that literally could have been 20, 30 years. Wow. See, but ultimately, God's purpose was to heal the man when he said, when God said. I, I know we don't love that answer, but that's what scripture teaches us. Right? Or take, for example, the lame man at Gate Beautiful. This is, this is a good one that I think we really miss over this if we're not careful when we read this New Testament. So we know that in the lame man at Gate Beautiful, we always focus on, you know, what, what happened. Peter and John, he says, like, you know, I, silver and gold have I not, but what I give you, I give you the name of Jesus Christ, stand up and walk, right? And we're like, oh, that's awesome. You got healed. That's powerful. And, and I'm all for that. That's a whole nother sermon. But don't miss that scripture says that the man was lame from birth, and to my Gen Z in the room, lame does not mean what you, what you call lame. It means he can't walk. 
kidding. <laughs> um, but again, so, you know, he's, he's lame from birth, right? He can't walk, right? And he's being carried to the temple courts day after day after day. We don't really know how long. It just says that that was like what happened, right? He said he was put there every day to beg for those who were going to the temple courts. Do we not realize that Jesus always walked by Gate Beautiful? He was right there. Jesus walked right past him. We don't like to preach that. Do, do we realize that? That Jesus walked past this man at least once? Probably more. Why? I, I don't have that answer for you, except that it was for Peter and John to heal him. Well, I don't like that answer. I, I don't either. It's just what happened. Right? So, so often in the, in the traditional Pentecostal church, um, and I'm not hating on that at all. I grew up in, in the Pentecostal sort of mindset and all that. But we, we, we can get stuck with the idea that, and Jesus healed them all. Amen. But that word doesn't mean what we've tried to make it mean. It doesn't mean that Jesus came in and every single person he ever laid eyes on and ever was around healed every single person. If he did that, bro, no one, no one would be sick, <laughs> okay? <laughs> now, I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, I, obviously Jesus healed so many. I mean, that's, that's obvious. Scripture teaches us that. But we know, at least with this guy, he passed by him, right? And so God's purpose was to have Peter and John heal him and potentially, guys, that was maybe three years later. Like, we don't know on all that timing, okay? Imagine seeing the guy who people are calling the Christ, the Son of God. You know he heals people, and he walks by you. Some of us don't have to really imagine that today because some of us feel that way inside. Some of us are dealing with, we just need healing so bad. And we feel like Jesus just walks by. We're like, what are you doing, God? Why? Why? You just healed my friend. Why won't you heal me? I, I don't have the answer for you guys. I'm sorry. We don't always know God's ultimate purpose. All I can tell you is that Jesus had a bigger purpose in the waiting. That's all I can tell you this morning. I feel like I need to say this. Um, Lana, if you want to come up for the keyboard. I feel like I need to say, this isn't in my notes, but man, if you're, you're sitting here, man, you're just dealing with that. Like, Jesus, I feel like you passed me by. I'm sorry. I truly am sorry you're dealing with that. I feel with you. I really wish I could say, well, you know, it's because of this, this, and this, and if you just did this, well, then this would happen. I wish I could tell you that. That's not what Scripture teaches us, though. Jesus had a bigger purpose in that waiting. See, we have to realize something that's really hard. We have to realize that we are not the ones 
who tell God what to do. We're not the ones who manipulate God's will. I, I know that's hard to hear. We, we, we don't get to tell God when, where, how, why that he's going to heal or he's going to do whatever. We, we don't get to tell him that. Now, I'm not dismissing, uh, yes, Jesus says, you know, pray in his name, right, to, to ask for healing, to ask for these things. Obviously, yes, I'm, I'm all for that. But at the same time, we have to remember our place. We are not God. He has a bigger purpose. I don't know what it is, but he has one for you. And, don't, and please don't, don't sit here thinking, you know, if you're, if you're dealing with some stuff, please don't sit here thinking like, oh, I'm just never going to get healed. You don't know. The blind guy went like, what, 30 years? I'm not even 30 yet, guys. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know when God's going to heal you. You know, even Jesus experienced death. Like, sometimes we kind of, we don't talk about this when it comes to healing. But remember, Jesus said, Lord, take this cup from me. He went through an excruciating, painful death. And he was dead, dead for three days. Okay? He wasn't kind of dead or sort of dead. He was dead. Right? If you guys were here at the um, service a while back, you'll, you'll know what I'm referencing. <laughs> but he was dead, guys. I know it's really hard, but we have to remember that we still live in a fallen world and that God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. That's Isaiah 55. I know it's not fun to hear, but guys, he has a bigger plan. He has a bigger purpose in this. Sometimes, you know, we experience suffering in this world, and there just really isn't an answer, except that, hey, there's, there's sin. Sin exists. Remember with the blind man, it wasn't even his sin or his parents' sin. Like, no, it's just, it just happens. It just happens. But don't miss what Jesus was explaining with the blind man. Jesus was explaining that when he healed him, the, re the reason we even have divine healing in the first place is because it is foreshadowing the great healing that is to come. Right? When Jesus was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our sins, right? When he went through that, he is foreshadowing that he is spiritually healing us, right? But also that he's physically healing us. But the physical was purely supposed to be and still is a sign that Jesus will come and restore the world. That's why we have healing in the first place. It brings glory to God. Remember that when Jesus comes back, he's going to make all things new. He's creating a new heaven, a new earth. Healing is simply a restoration of what something is supposed to be. When you need healing, 
Simply, you need a restoration of how God made you. Well, how, how he originally created you. Right? But we can't sit here thinking that God's going to do it in our timing. We, we can't sit here thinking like he's going to do it our way. Unfortunately, in this world, people are just not always healed on, on this side of heaven. Please don't misunderstand. Please don't think I don't have faith coming up. That's not what I'm saying, guys. But sometimes people aren't healed. Sometimes the only healing they'll receive is when they go to heaven. And, and don't miss that. that. That's a beautiful thing. Guys, this world is temporary. Don't get stuck in this world. Don't, don't let your minds be stuck here in the earthly things, right, where moth and rust destroy, right? Focus your mind on things of heaven, right? Lay up your treasures in heaven. Invest into the kingdom of God. That's eternal. We need to realize that one day, either in death or in the rapture, we are all going to be with Jesus and he's going to make all things new. Revelation 21.5 gives us this comfort. It says, He who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making everything new. Praise the Lord. God is making everything new. But guys, that, that's, that's coming up. That's not here yet. But we can look forward to it. So God may heal now. He may heal later. Or he may heal when you get to heaven, one way or another. He is going to come back to make all things new. Jesus is making all things new. He wants to make something new in your life. He wants to give you that comfort. It's in these situations, maybe you're sitting here like, man, okay, but like, what do I do with this? Man, you need the Holy Spirit to comfort you. You know, Paul, um, whether it was for the thorn in his side, whether it was for the chains, whether it was for all sorts of things he dealt with, you know what he says? He says that it's his sufferings, he's, he's happy to participate in his sufferings for the cause of Christ, right? He says that in different ways, in different uh, books of the Bible doesn't, that he wrote. He says the same message that it's through the suffering he can give God the glory. So we're going to have a time to respond. Um, there's not going to be like a specific altar time, though I will say if you guys want to come up afterwards, just spend some time at the altar, you are super welcome to do that. We all to definitely invite that. And I would also ask if someone is up here at the altar, make sure we're giving them space to have their moment with God. I, I tell the, the youth, make sure we're honor what God's doing, right? But if everyone in this room could just bow their head, close their eyes, just for a second. Just want you to get alone with God and, I'll, and just me. I'm, I'm the only one that's got my eyes open right now. And I want to ask y'all two things just so I can know how to pray with you. And so if you're struggling with a healing that didn't happen, maybe, maybe it's you, maybe it's someone close to you, 
Maybe it's someone who passed on. And you're just, and you're just really struggling. And you're just like, Lord, why not? Lord, I miss this person. Or maybe it's even yourself, and you're just dealing with some horrible stuff, and you're like, God, why not? Like, why am I not healed? If that's you, just with every head bowed, every eye closed, you just slip your hand up just so I can, just so I can know, so I can pray with you. If that's you. Oh, man, hands going up all over the room. Anybody else? I don't want to miss somebody, okay? I just want to get an idea. Awesome. People in the balcony, it's a little hard for me to see you guys, but awesome. Awesome. I see you. Okay. Praise the Lord. Yeah, this is, this is a heavy message that we all are dealing with at one point. And I have another question for you guys before we go today. If you've given up all hope on healing, and man, you're just sitting here today, you're thinking God can't or God won't heal you, and, and you need some encouragement for that. Maybe, maybe you just don't believe it. Like, maybe you just don't believe that. And I understand. Like, again, I'm super happy to have a conversation with you on that. But if you're, like, if you're honest with yourself, like, if you're really honest and you say, man, I, I, don't, I don't believe God's going to heal me. And I mean on this side of earth, okay? If you really think that and you're struggling with that, I also want you guys to slip your hand up. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Slip your hand up if you're struggling with that. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, any more? There's a f- I don't want to miss anybody. I'm just looking around a little bit. Awesome. Awesome. Anybody in the balcony? I just didn't, know. I didn't see you. Okay. okay. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to pray for both of these groups. Heavenly Father, I just come before you today. Lord, I humbly come before you, God. God, we, we recognize that, Lord, you have to do what you want to do in our lives. And that's hard. We understand, Lord, that we just don't always know your purpose. And Lord, to the individuals in this room that are just really struggling with a healing that didn't happen in their life or still hasn't happened, even when they've been praying so hard, I just pray you touch them right now, God. Jesus, I pray your Holy Spirit. I pray the presence of the Holy Spirit just floods this place. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Lord, I just pray, God, that if, if you're, man, if you're feeling that, I just pray the Holy Spirit's peace washes over you right now. A divine peace that surpasses understanding. I pray that over you guys right now. Jesus, touch these people, these individuals, Lord. As they're still believing in you, they're still trusting in you. But it's hard. Be with them in this time. And God, I also pray for those who, man, they're, they're just thinking, yeah, I don't, I don't think God can heal me. Or, or God can't heal my, my friend. Or God can't heal my family member. Or maybe you're just struggling with, man, I just don't think I believe in divine healing. Lord, I just pray for those individuals in this room. God, I just pray, Lord, that, that even with the discouragement they've been through, God, I pray that they don't lose heart. I pray they don't, they don't grow weary. God, I pray that, that they see your scripture, Lord, and, and even though they're not receiving it right now, Lord, I pray that they can hold your, to, onto your word and trust you, that you are going to heal them. 
whether that's now, whether that's later, whether that's in heaven. And that, Lord, that they can live for you. I just pray a spirit of life into this room right now. God, that you just speak and you touch these individuals. So many in this room, guys, so many. God, I pray that you just move how you want to move. Speak how you want to speak. Talk with these individuals, Lord. Comfort them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, um, if you want to talk with me a little more afterward, uh, I'm going to be with the youth practicing worship for this Wednesday. But I'd be happy to talk with you guys, okay? Um, If for some reason you can't catch me, um, the good way you can reach out to me is my email, sterling at afa.church. I'll give you my phone number, but you'll probably forget it. Um, Area code 469-929-1443. If you you want to reach out to me, I'd be happy to talk with you guys. I understand this is hard. You might want to have a little more conversation on this because everyone has their own thing. But I encourage you to do that. And I encourage you to keep trusting the Lord e- even when things are hard because the suffering that you go through produ- produces perseverance and perseverance produces strength. And when you show up before God one day, as Jacob Bach was saying this morning, when you stand before God one day, you're going to be able to tell God, and actually he's probably going to say over you, but you'll be able to stay, say proudly, I had perseverance. I believed even when I didn't receive. Scripture says, blessed are those who believe and have not seen. That doesn't just mean Jesus, guys. That also means, that applies so much to healing. When you believe and you haven't seen. Let's pray a blessing over you guys today as you head out and go to your various destinations and have lunch at good old Culver's (laughs) wherever you guys want to go. Lord, I just pray uh, you bless that. Uh, And you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. You guys are dismissed. Thank you.